0: Let us pray. Good Shepherd, open our eyes to see your blessing. Open our ears to hear your voice. Open our hearts that we may love you. Amen. Dear fellow redeemed, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for our meditation this third Sunday of Easter, Misericordius Domini Sunday, is from the book of Joshua, the 21st chapter beginning with the 41st verse. All the cities of the Levites within the possession of the children of Israel were 48 cities with their common lands. Every one of these cities had its common lands surrounding it. Thus were all these cities. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land of which he had sworn to give to their fathers, and they took possession of it and dwelt in it. The Lord gave them rest all around according to all that he had sworn to their fathers, and not a man of all their enemies stood against them. The Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us in the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. The history shows us the end of Joshua's career as shepherd of God's people. It's a culmination of extreme magnitude. To Abram, God had said, I will give this land to your descendants. To his son Isaac, he had said, For to you and to your descendants, I will give all these lands, and I will establish the oath that I swore to Abraham, your father. And to his son Jacob, God had said, The land that I gave to Abraham and Isaac, I will give also to you, and I will give the land to your descendants after you. When the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were captive in Israel, God spoke to Moses and told him his intention. I have come down to deliver them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and spacious land, to a land flowing with milk and honey. The entirety of the books of Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy consist of these people traveling to the land That was promised. And the book of Joshua is entirely concerned with the conquest of that land, culminating in this moment when the land is finally divided and it belongs to the people to whom it was promised. The lesson that the Holy Spirit wishes to teach us in this text is that the Lord has kept his promises and he always will. In this he provides for both body and spirit. The Levites are mentioned here, the tribe from which the priests came. The entire tribe was itself composed of the spiritual teachers and leaders of Israel. And they received not a segment of that land like the rest of the tribes, but cities within the various regions, and a pasture land around those cities. That's what that common land refers to, the pasture land. That has to do with just about any livestock, but the root usually implies sheep. Consider the idea that these Levites were shepherds. God provided the lifestyle for the Levites to have that provision for daily life, for daily bread, but the shepherding lifestyle also emphasized how these Levite teachers would care for God's people. Today, the third Sunday of Easter is sometimes called Good Shepherd Sunday. That's primarily because the gospel lesson appointed for the day includes Jesus' words, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He warns in those verses as well about the hired man who works for money and does not care about the sheep. He's speaking of the Pharisees who thought only of earthly gain and the praise of men. Instead, Jesus is himself the true shepherd. In the sense that they were to care for the people in the same selfless way, laying down their lives, the Levites and priests were under shepherds of the good shepherd. You might however think of the parable Jesus told when a priest and a Levite each failed to do their duty, passing by on the other side of the man who had fallen among robbers. And he meanwhile lay there suffering until a good Samaritan came to help him. Well, their failure in that context really highlights exactly what the Levites were supposed to do. Care for the people. Especially spiritual care was their purview, but giving food to the hungry and medicine to the sick was also always the concern of the shepherds under Christ. That old priesthood is gone, but God still provides his care through shepherds under Christ as is highlighted when Jesus spoke to Peter, telling him three times, feed my lambs, be a shepherd for my sheep, feed my sheep. Pastors, who are also called elders and deacons and bishops in the New Testament, are shepherds who dispense God's provision to God's people. And this especially comes through the means of grace. Whereas the priests and the Levites taught the law and demonstrated the scheme of forgiveness and atonement through the system of sacrifices, pastors today use the Bible, the same word of God, and baptism, and the Lord's Supper, all to provide the same atonement and forgiveness, all by the power of the Good Shepherd. He did lay down his life for the sheep, spreading out his arms for them on the cross, and rising again to lead them, to lead you to the pastures that he has promised to give to you. As one pastor and theologian defines it, pastors are called and instituted for the express purpose to bring Jesus himself into the hearts and lives of people ravaged with guilt, burdened with shame, and struggling over a boatload of pain in all its dimensions, Physical, emotional, and spiritual. Into empty, hopeless lives, pastors bring transcendent peace and hope. But God also provides for the body. In our catechism, we confess that our Heavenly Father richly and daily provides me with food and clothing, home and family, property and goods, and all that I need to support this body and life. Even in the early days, of the Christian Church this was provided for. The Apostles who were administering the word and the sacraments they noticed that their workload was increasingly becoming about side issues and so they instructed the people it was it is not right for us to neglect the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers carefully select from among you seven men with good reputations who are full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom we will put them in charge of this service but we will devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. Within the body of the church, body and spirit are both cared for. In providing these cities and this land for the Levites, God provided care bodily and spiritually for them. And through them, he provided bodily and spiritually for the rest of his people. This provides an illustration of how God does and always continually provides for his people. Even when it does not appear as though you are provided for, because these cities might not be directly in your view, God's word is always present. His sacraments are always provided. The sun still rises. Time marches on. God is providing for you. He has fulfilled his promises. There's a small detail, detail, however, in that the cities that are described in our text did not yet, in fact, exist. They were yet to be built. But the faith of the people made these cities theirs. And the same is true of the eternal inheritance of Christians. It is ours already now by way of divine promise. But we have not yet entered into its fullness in the new heavens and the new earth. It is prepared, however, and it is promised, as Jesus will say to the sheep on his right at the last day, Come you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world sentence is a blessed fulfillment of what is typified here in our chapter of the book of Joshua. Not one promise out of all the good promises that the Lord had promised to the house of Israel failed. They all came true. We are in a period of waiting, waiting until the fulfillment of the final promises. The inheritance, we are guaranteed. How do you know? Well, we already have this example from the Old Testament that not one promise God ever made was not fulfilled. And further, we have a down payment. When you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you also believed, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. He is the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of God's own possession so that his glory would be praised. You have God's Spirit. He was given to you in baptism just as surely as he descended on Jesus in the form of a dove at his baptism. He's given to you in the Word when it is preached and when you receive it in faith. He's given to you in the sacrament of the altar when you eat Jesus' body and drink his blood. By these means of grace, the Holy Spirit gives you his promise and renews it each and every day, and he strengthens your faith in it. It's easy to think, I hear that all the time. That's just spiritual stuff. It's all just really vague. But when we read this history from the book of Joshua, we see that the Lord truly delivers what he promises, not in vague and hypothetical ways, but in real, historical, geographical, flesh-and-blood ways. The land inheritance for his people in Israel is proof that the inheritance he has promised to you will be given to you. This Easter season, the resurrection of Jesus, is the continued theme. It's not just a story that we tell our kids. It's not just a lesson in Sunday school. It's an historical fact. One man in the history of the world, under his own power, rose from the dead. He was also the only man in the history of the world who had never done anything wrong. The only one who truly shed his blood perfectly innocently. And in his own words, he did lay down his life for the sheep. His resurrection was for his sheep too. It was a demonstration in the first place that his promises will be kept. But it's also the source of power for the word and sacraments. In that resurrection, you have power for eternal life by faith. It gives life, forgiveness of all your sins, and salvation. Return to your baptism this season, therefore, as Israel regularly remembered the crossing of the Red Sea and the connection with the sacrifice of the Passover lamb. You are awash in the blood of your Savior, and by this you know that God keeps all his promises now into eternity. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen.